What have we here? Okay, welcome back to the show. Um, yes. Third little part of this adventure that I'm doing with direct positive paper and I'm once again in my little dark room. But today it's going to be slightly different because I'm actually testing out another, it's not a camera really but it is something it's an accessory let's say it goes with a camera and the story starts a very long time ago I one of the first cameras I designed was a 617 camera which used a 4x5 lens and I built it and it didn't work very well. In fact, it didn't work at all. The back was difficult to use, the winder was stiff. The dark slide leaked light was just not very good. So I tried resurrecting it recently and I actually made two episodes with it and they weren't very good. So I decided to abandon it. I may go back one day and see if I can do something with it, but essentially it's dead. And I may reuse the components to build a different camera, but the actual version of it is no more. But I still enjoy that panoramic format. And just like in the first episode of the perfect week I attempted to use cropping to see if I liked the 2 to 1 ratio the 612 format and I did I quite liked it so what I've done is design myself a film back that takes roll film and goes on the back of my 4x5 camera. And what I'm about to do is the very first test to see if it actually works. I'm not putting film through it because I'd rather not use a whole roll of film just to test the camera out. What I'm actually going to do is use the direct positive paper because the first thing I need to do is figure out, I, I think the actual back itself will work just fine but I need to see if I can focus it okay that's kind of the main problem because the way I've designed the 4x5 camera my ground glass is at the perfect distance away for the uh, 4x5 film backs the film holders so for this one I've actually had to add on uh, seven millimeters. So I've had to build myself a little insert that goes underneath the ground glass so that I can focus on where the film plane of this back will be. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm going to use some direct positive paper to test this uh, this film back. So let's go and do it. I've just loaded up my piece of paper. 
it's not going to be a super fair test because this paper curls a bit whereas the film is going to be stretched over the back of the camera so there won't be so much curvature but I think if I use a small enough aperture it'll give me a good idea of where the focus is going to lie so all I'm going to do is go out into the garden I suppose the first test should be whether it's light proof or not but we'll see so I'm going to take it to the garden and just do a little not a beautiful composition by any stretch just a little test to see if it actually works photograph towards the door. That's probably the best bet. So I'll just set the camera up and then I can faff about with the focusing screen. I've never set it up without the film, the uh, ground glass on. That's gonna look bizarre. I have to ignore my neighbours having a nice day outside. A very funny day. I think what I also want to see is what the um, 150mm lens looks like with this back because I've had to design uh, the back to match the size of the image I want. I think that the lens I'm using because it's reducing down to medium format size is going to be a little bit of uh, a longer focal length because if you imagine 150mm at 4x5 is like 50mm at 35 so it will be a bit different for medium format right so I'll put this frame in here and this should bring the ground glass the right distance away for oh it doesn't fit what a great piece of design. Well, I can build that later. I can use... Okay, so... I've dismantled it, just for now. I can actually build it up again later, it's no problem, but... I really just want to test this for now, I don't want to have to faff about with this, so... I'm going to put these in. Those... These two sticks I'm putting in are the correct distance, so that should give me an accurate reading and I've made a little mask to go in my ground glass so that I get a good 612 look 612 uh, aspect ratio okay Good, good, good. Right, let's see what this looks like. So the way I've designed this camera, the whole back is a square frame that sits inside another square frame. And to turn it portrait, you take it out and turn it round. And to do it landscape, you take it out and turn it round again. So it's modular. So what I've designed here is just another module of that design. It's another square back that fits into the same frame. It's just got a different film holder on it. 
which is good. Okay, let's focus and then do a quick meter. After this, if this works, I'm probably going to head out somewhere and do this in the real world. Okay, so the 612 view is quite cool. Yeah, it's easy to see where all the stuff is. Okay, I'm have to go and find my meter now. Oh, it's up here in the warm room. So, I know the ground glass and the mask work, which is good, that's useful, but now I need to expose the paper. When I did the 4x5 before, I found that it was quite contrasting, it had a short tonal range. When I did the pinhole, however, especially the well, and the, and the Holger, I found that it behaved much more like normal film. The tonal range was quite long, actually. Uh, it showed a lot of tones and it was really detailed. So what I'm going to do is just meter normally for this one. It's quite a dark scene, so any highlights I should be kind of overexposed. But yeah, I'm just going to meter normally for this. Again, I'm not worrying about composition at all. Okay, the darkest part is there. 10 and 13. Good. Okay, so if I use F11, that's one second. One second. F11. That looks good to me. Remember, this is ISO. This is ISO 6. Okay. So now I can take the ground glass back off, put the back with the paper in, remove the dark slide and expose. So that was just my test fire. I'm going to pull the dark slide out. Expose. Dark slide back in. Oh, 
awesome. Okay, now we can go and pour some chemicals. Let's go and see how many light leaks we have in this. Because I'm anticipating a lot of light leaks. I've done what I can to seal it up, but it should be the first test really. I'm just kind of excited. Um, I think the next test I should do would be just a regular paper negative in just to see if there are any light leaks. So the design is one smaller part that slots into the larger part and the larger part is connected to the square that fits into the back of the camera. And while I just pour these chemicals and when I designed it, uh, it was designed to be a press fit. It would just sit in there under the regular tension but when I cut it I realised that I needed to make it a bit bigger so I added a screw top to make it more secure. I do feel like I need to add some felt around the bottom of the bigger part so that it slots together. Images of this will be available on the blog so you can see and I think I'm going to enter it into the uh, homemade camera zine at some point. So yeah I'm rather pleased with the design I'm just hoping that this test you know I have encountered another problem that I can't get this paper out of here. I have to. There we go. Okay, so this is the first test. First development. Because if this works with uh, paper, it's definitely going to work with a roll film. definitely put the paper in the right way around this time. That was a bit of a problem last time. Oh, I've got something. Ah. Okay. That's good. I can see there's a little tiny bit of light leak around the edges but the edges are mainly black which is good. The hole that I got for the uh, frame counter I had covered up with black tape but it has for some reason left uh, a small circular mark so I'm gonna have to just cover that up a bit more. Maybe this tape isn't as light proof as I thought it was. a little square of that but I have got an image a 6 12 1 to 2 panoramic image which is very exciting I've realized that if I put tape in there I'll never ever get it out so I'm going to put it over there I think I'm just gonna layer as much tape up as I can on this my only regret is that I didn't have time to make another one so that I can shoot colour and black and white at the same time. But I do imagine that I'll be shooting a lot of colour through this. The reason I've built it is because A, I hope to take it to Scotland, 
and B I really wanted it for the autumn and you know the way work is at the minute there was no chance of me using the facilities over the summer so I decided that I'd better get on with it quick so the design was relatively simple to draw it was just a case of measuring it all up and then I cut it in an afternoon while I was there for a day and I've just been assembling it over the last couple of weeks but I am pleased to say that it works now I will say one thing uh, I'm just going to take this out and put it in the fix because I want to have a look at it because from what I can see even under the red light this isn't very contrasty it's a beautiful image it's very sharp as you would expect and it's not contrasty really highlights are highlights, shadows are shadows people say that this film is difficult this this material is very awkward to use but I've not found that I found it to be very easy to use I've got as good a tonal range here as I would get out of any film maybe definitely any paper it's marvelous okay what I'm gonna go and do is cut another piece because I've got a few pieces left uh, I've actually got three pieces left. Three pieces left? Yes. And what I'd like to do is go out and make three panoramic images in my local area. I know I said in the last episode that the 4x5 was cumbersome and unwieldy to carry about but I think it's worth it but what I'd also like to do is try and save as much of this paper as possible and then of course the final test is to run a roll of backing paper through it because if backing paper goes through it fine then film certainly will right oh I'll tell you what I should do I should attach a piece of electrical tape onto the back so that I can easily pull this paper out once I'm done that's a smart idea right that's my second sheet in I'm not going to go very far why isn't this going in there now there we go I'm not going to go very far, I'm just going to go down to the river where I've been every other time on this trip. Now, it is the middle of the day and it is very sunny, so I expect there to be a few people out, but uh, in the interests of making a compelling episode, <laughs> I will gladly do so. Now, what I'm going to do before I go is just add some more tape to the top because I think where some of those light leaks coming from. I will of course do a proper 
light seal of this before I run any important film through it, particularly colour film, you know. But uh, yeah. The final light sealing that I <laughs> I use, I was uh, I'm by no means a professional camera builder, but I have employed many techniques over the years in order to get lightproof cameras and one of the ones I found to be effective is black guttering sealer. It's essentially a thick, very viscous black rubber that comes out of uh, you know silicon tubes for bathrooms. It comes like that and I've used that in order to seal up many cameras in the past. The only problem is it leaves a thick, very thick layer of the stuff which makes complicated fittings like the one I've got here very difficult so I won't be using that on this instance but if anyone's looking for something to seal something up with it's light tight I would use that. Okay leave all my chemicals in their trays to oxygenate and go off and now I've got another problem where am I going to put this because the camera bag I use barely fits the equipment I've got in it let alone another back it'll have to go in the same pocket that I put the regular film backs, even though it's going to dig into my back on a bit fit in the front. Of course it fits in the front. Brilliant. Okay, I shall uh, speak to you again once I'm out. Out and about. Oh, quality. Who bought everlasting gobstoppers? Mind if I do. Now I know what some people are thinking thinking if you had a 617 camera why did you go 612? Why bother? There's a couple of reasons for that. The film back that I made, well the back of the camera is square but the opening in the back that the light passes through is only uh, 6 inches wide or 150mm so couldn't get 17 in there. Impossible. The other reason is I wanted to use the existing ground glass instead of making another one. It would have been a simple matter really but it would have taken longer and I didn't feel I had the time and if I could use the existing parts that I had all the better. So I did, I used the existing ground glass I made uh, a mask for it so that it showed me the correct aspect ratio at the right position and I use that. Of course I would like to use 617 
I do like that uh, aspect ratio, but um, I think the 612 is a more what's the word economical use of film because you get six shots rather than four, which I like. And I can always crop down if I need to. It's better than cropping down from 6.6, which is, some would argue, okay. Some would argue, not okay. I wanted to shoot panoramic because I wanted to try it out. There's lots of scenes that I see, particularly on Sky, that would benefit that slightly longer aspect ratio. That's why I like 6.7 in the pinhole camera, it just elongates things a little bit, it's nice. But really I just wanted to try it out, I had the materials, I had the stuff. The only thing I'm working on now is making the winders. I want two but I'll accept one if that's all I can manage to make in time. And yeah, I now have all the plans to make another one once I can, so I'll have spare back for different film types but there's a bit of a well I'll tell you I'll tell you a secret I've got a one of those plastic point-and-shoot panoramic cameras and it makes great images I love them but it's not the same as having a big piece of film with a panoramic image on it. Okay, where should I set up? I really don't want to go in the water. I've already been in the water once today. So, and I need to get off the path. If I can. I'm not super bothered about composition, really. I'm a little bit, but it's not like an overarching factor. I'm actually really concerned with what this direct positive paper can do when presented with a real landscape. So I'll set up here looking on the river. Looking back where I've come, I'm, I'm at a bend in the river now. There's a fallen tree in the foreground, there's a reflected tree in the background. It's not the obvious composition here, but it's still pretty good. And it's where I'm going to set up. So, a tripod levelled as much as can be. Oh, perfect. Leveled straight away, no no moaning. Get the camera set up and focused. Oh I did look to see if I could find a existing 612 film back. But I don't know, because I've not had the chance to look at one, whether my camera will accept something like 
a Horseman 612 or a Graflock or anything that takes Graflock. So I thought it would just be easier if I just made my own. And in reality it didn't take that much time. Most of the time when you're designing these things is spent doing that, designing them. And I'm lucky now that I've hit upon a winning design with the Strange Finder. And it's the same technique I use for this one, two parts that slide together to form a whole piece. One unit. It's a bit of a, a little, I don't think it's a unique thing, of course, but it's something that I've struck upon which is working. And I will milk it until it is dry. Alright, so the lens is going on. It was very important that I was able to use the same lens. And that's why this test is so important because if I was unable to use this lens, then that would not be good for buying a new one. And since I've just bought a new one, it's not good. Right, I'm going to just focus, and because you've got the wind muffler on and this t-shirt, it's probably going to be a bit tricky to hear, so bear with me. Okay, it's only a very simple composition, it's nothing spectacular. So I've got the reflected tree on the, on the, hang on, it's going to come out backwards because it's positive, so the reflected tree is on the left. In reality, the reflected tree is on the right, but the river's bending to the right. And with this positive paper, the reflected tree is going to be on the left, and the river's going to bend to the left, so it's confusing. Okay, I'm going to put the film back on. Then I'm going to meter, and then I'm going to expose. <laughs> That's expose with Billy D. Williams. <laughs> what have we here? Right. The darkest part of the scene is whoa, is the tree. nine. The brightest part is going to be up there, and that's 14, and then my other highlights are on 11 and 12. That's kind of what I had already. So it's basically the same settings I was using before. I'm going to go a bit longer this time, I'm going to go F22, I think. Oh, right. F22, and I want it on bulb. Because I'm going to do four seconds. That should get the water all smooth in the foreground, well, in the scene. Set my phone timer to four seconds and give us an accurate 
time add timer four seconds just going to check it's firing right yeah it's firing just fine so I'll pull the dark slide that dark slide doesn't come all the way out it comes a bit of the way out and here we go four seconds one two three four the only problem is getting the dark slide back in okay there we go magic okay I'm gonna pack up and in order to save time from listening to uh, me wander about because it's gonna take me a couple of minutes to pack this up and get back home I will see you back in the dark room okay let's take this out and see how it looks I'm so looking forward to seeing how Colour film comes out in this uh, film back. It's so exciting. Great. Peel this electrical tape off and see how my exposure was. It's in. I'm enjoying this uh, developer as well. I know it's fresh, but. interesting it's giving me very nice deep dark uh, black areas okay oh here we go this is the best bit oh oh So this is a little more contrasty, in fact it's a lot more contrasty. Obviously in the garden it was a bit more shady and I was shooting towards the sun in this so I expect the contrast to be a bit higher but it is, the white areas are very white. So, if I'm going to do the next one, I need to find a scene which has more... Oh, actually, I hadn't considered that. Is this paper orthochromatic? Silver gelatin, direct positive paper. Doesn't say. I'm guessing because it's paper but it's not sensitive to red but very sensitive to blue which would explain why the sky in this is so blown out because it's blue skies it's a blue sky day out there ah. still it's a pretty little image not, I'm not complaining by any stretch no not me Well, at least it's another image that's worked. Right, for my next one, 
I think I'm going to head out to a location I was at in the last episode and that's the bridge at the campsite. So if you missed that episode, shame on you, go back and listen to it. If you were paying attention, you'll know that I did that on the Holger and it came out okay. So I'm going to go and try and repeat my success but with a bigger, a two times bigger image. Let me just move this into the stop bath. I'm glad to say that there are no more light leaks on this paper image that I've made. It's so hard to rewire my brain to think paper positive instead of paper negative because a paper positive is just a print, which I suppose this is. I must just say print then instead of paper print. I could doil them. Cut this down and then I'll head out to the campsite bridge. It's a little bit further away, but should make for a, a decent image. And it'd be a nice comparison to make with the Holger shot I got the other day. Oh, for you last week. Remember, if you want to see these images, Nip over to the blog, the link is actually in the show notes now, whereas it wasn't before. All the images from all the episodes are on there, so if you want to have a look at anything, you can do, and you can get in touch if you have any questions or suggestions, or you want to complain about something, or why anyone would want to complain about this show, I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to put a piece of tape on there, make it easy to get this out. I'm feeling very positive about this because this bridge should be in a bit more shade, especially at this time of day. So uh, this should make for a, a more even um, exposure, which should mean less blown out highlights, which is always a good thing. Okay, that's loaded up. I'm just going to um, go and pack the bag. Oh, no, I'll take this out first. I'll take this out into the light and let it um, be washed. Can people look for TFTMB on Twitter? Ooh. Should people go to Tales from the Magic Box podcast on Instagram? Ooh. Can people email the show at talesfromthemagicbox at outlook.com? Dante, can we be now found on Facebook? Can people support us on coffee by following the link in the show description? <laughs> um, I was going to say something else. Cannot quite remember what it was. I'll wait till this little micro has gone past. Believe my eyes yesterday I went to Hull and I saw a real plastic pig on the road. Unbelievable. I've not seen one of those for years. 
I haven't seen one of those for years. And if anyone doesn't know what a plastic pig is, go watch um Only Fools and Horses. Such a nice breeze, it's a shame you can't hear it. I hope you can't hear it. <laughs> um, I was going to discuss briefly the merits of the modular camera system. One of the reasons I bought the Bronica, other than I couldn't afford a Hasselblad, was that it was modular. You can switch out lenses, switch out film back, switch out uh, focusing screens and eyepieces and I really liked that and it was the same with large format I liked the fact that you could replace any part with any other part and this camera that I built is modular in the sense that you can switch parts out I can't really change the bellows or the rear and front standard because the way I made them they're kind of fixed which is a shame maybe I'll redesign it in the future if it gets damaged but you can change out the uh, the, the rise and fall limbs you can change out the bed plate the bottom plate focusing rail you can swap out a lot of features of course you can swap out the lens but I really wanted to be able to swap out different film backs because I knew that I would want to do different things. I didn't quite know what I wanted to do at the time, but I knew there would be something. Uh, other modifications I'd like to make to it, or other things I'd like to do to improve its usability is... Well, there's the pinhole lens board which I've got. still need to work on that and make it the correct uh, aperture size. I'd also like to make a Holger style lens for this camera. I know Neil Piper of Soot and Whitewash fame uses a folding camera lens on his and he's got some good results. It's something I should try. But I'd really like to try and make a Holger style lens. I have got some single element lenses lying about but I don't think the image circle is quite big enough so I need to experiment with that a little bit so I need to experiment with that a little bit other modifications I'd like to do are I'd like to put uh, a brass lens on there I'd really like to get hold of a old brass lens that has the correct image circle almost but I'm still researching that and trying to find one that fits also I need to make uh, something to hold the front stand up that's a little bit more robust than what I've got at the minute I'd like to change the screws that are on it the nuts that I use the thumb nuts to more prominent ones so I can get a bit more of a grip on them And 
The only other thing I've got in the works at the minute is a dry plate back. Now, I designed dry plate back to hold 4x5 dry plates that I would make myself. Not that there's anything wrong with commercially available dry plates, but I do like the idea of making my own. But I have yet to finish them. I did just, I've half built one. They're in a bag, I need to finish them, but I wasn't sure about the dark slide technique I was using, so I abandoned it for the meantime. Simply because I want to make sure it's right, you know? So maybe I should build that one, see if it works. And if it does work, commit to building the others. And I designed that so it would fit in the existing film holder ground glass that I use instead of designing a different one. Something else I've toyed with is making a giant paper negative holder for making big square paper negatives or big square glass plates. I've not got very far with that line of thinking yet, but that would be interesting. Maybe five by five. Then I could just cut down five by seven paper and use that. And then of course there was the panoramic back and I did have a different idea for this. It was my original plan. And I even went so far as to buy a box of film for this. It was my original plan to cut four by five sheet film in half and do two and a half by five that would enlarge up to uh, four by 10. I even got so far as to do computer drawings for the layers of acrylic I would need to cut to make a film holder capable of holding sheet film cut in half. And that would have given me an aspect ratio of, like I say, two and a half to five, which would be one to two and a bit, something like that, one to three maybe which is almost 6.17 it might be a bit bigger than 6.17 but that kind of fell by the wayside because well, one reason is that cutting sheet film in half is going to be difficult unless I'm using also film and then developing those half sheets in a developing tank would be tricky. Uh, you know, unpleasantly tricky. And also, and then working with dark slides again, which is notoriously difficult. So the problems of making such a thing outweighed the benefits of using it. And while I did get that aspect ratio, 
it would have caused me more trouble in development and making it. Plus, I would only be able to shoot one sheet at a time, whereas with the back I've made now, I can shoot six images at a time, which is a lot better. See, far easier to process, and it utilizes existing camera parts, which I already have. So this design won out in the end, and that's why one of the reasons I went for 612, because I could fit it very easily on the ground glass I already had. I mean, I suppose that's five inches. The actual ground glass itself is only just bigger than uh, six twelve negative in terms of length, so I'm not really losing out on any things there. That was uncomfortably loud. That the wind muffler didn't cut that out. I bet it's going to be really busy down at this river. So there's lots of things I'd like to make for this camera. Lots of additional features, and I'll probably think of more in the future. It's just a case of uh, thinking of what else can be done with a gigantic bellows camera. Okay, I am here at the bridge and it is quiet but I think I'm going to have to take this shot from somewhere else. Where I was with the Holger. Ah, maybe I could go on the other side of the river. Better cut. I'm going to go and have a look. Get on the other side of the river, it becomes a lot easier. A lot easier for me. Oh, it's another campfire field. Well, I can cut down here. No problem. <laughs> Quality. All this has been shut off for ages. Not been able to get down anywhere. Oh, yes. Perfect. Perfect. I've got lots of reflections, I've got a nice tree in the foreground here. It's going to be magical. If this comes out, in fact this scene will look great in autumn, but if this comes out this could be a flipping award-winning image. Okay, so let's set up the old camera and get focused and it's going to be kind of exactly the same as last time so I'm just going to skip forward to composition and focusing let's see how it looks like this okay I'm composed I'm set up I'm focused on there's a tree in the foreground and that's what I focused on so now it's just a case of metering. And obviously the darkest part of my scene is going to be under the bridge. Which is five. 
and the brightest part is going to be this water here and these leaves and they get up close to these leaves to see how bright they actually are okay 10 yeah that's exactly where all my highlights are falling so f11 15 seconds f16 30 seconds i'm happy with 30 seconds gives me a chance to experiment with the t mode on my camera which i've not used yet works perfectly so what was that f16 f16 right let's get this film back installed Ooh. and uh, take this image I don't know why I'm handling this thing so delicately okay so delete that I want 30 seconds okay oh that slide out hope those people on the bridge don't show up in the image oh sun's gone in might have to increase it by a few seconds the sun has gone in I'm going to increase it by five seconds now that's five minutes okay right I totally lost control of my stopwatch there so that was actually on for about 40 seconds which is fine because uh, the sun went in as I press the shutter so hopefully that will come out fine I don't actually know Ooh, right let's go back home and see if this uh, image has worked I'm going to break down this camera and then okay I'm not happy about this at all Oh, that's okay. It's better. Okay. I shall see you back in the old darkroom. I shall speak to you again for developing. So, this I've decided this is going to be the last one. I've got one sheet of this stuff left, but um, it's getting late now, and I've got errands to run, and the sun's only getting brighter. And I've made good progress today. I know that this back works. Um, I know that I can definitely get images on film through it. I do need to work on it a little bit before I do anything else though because it doesn't have a winder so even if I did put film in here I couldn't do anything with it. So I'm just going to develop this last one, see how it looks. Now it was darker conditions and the sun did go behind the cloud briefly so I'm expecting a slightly better result and it was a longer exposure as well so I'd like to see what that does, remember the, the other long exposure I've done turned out really well that was a less a less well composed image than uh, this one was, not that I put much effort into composition I will be honest, I just kind of went for it so, oh, there's definitely some good stuff there oh wow oh that's marvellous yeah, the highlight areas are a little bit blown out, but my goodness, the rest of it's just great. So, what I've learnt 
learned is that this paper is awesome and it likes exposure but it doesn't like light it likes dark or low contrast areas and it likes them to be exposed for a long time which unfortunately means it's perfect for pinhole oh well still that's uh, some good information that I have gathered and my 612 back works a treat in terms of exposure I have no problems with it there I just need to finish constructing the damn thing now So that's direct positive paper. Very interesting. There's my little thing on now. I'll find it in a minute. Oh, I love watching these things develop in the tray. It's just magic. Well, I'm very pleased with myself, I must say. Of all the experimentation I've done this year, I think this is probably my favourite. And yes, I do mean, as you know, all the album and printing and... Uh, well, I don't know, the strange finder pictures are probably really good, but in terms of experiments that are brand new to me, that are really exciting and new, this is probably my favourite. Because it worked better than I thought it would. You know, I had expectations that I'd read a lot about this film and it's worked really well. It's worked, like I said, better than I thought it would. Oh no. Oh, just used my... Oh, let's go and get rid of these tons now. I've used my developing tons in the stock there. Oh, that's not good. Don't put those back in the developer. Okay, so I can hang these ones up to dry. Been in the water for ages. I can see applications for it in the landscape and certainly for pinhole. I think one of my next challenges is to make a bigger pinhole camera for this. In fact, I might do that for Jason Avery's pinhole challenge that he's got going on with Ilford. Yeah, very interesting. Right, I'll see you for the. Um, I'll see you for the, uh, the next. Can you, can you hear that? It sounds like 